What is up, everybody? You are listening to the Early Risers podcast. I'm your host, Skylar Deem, and I am an early riser. Now, when I say early riser, I am not talking about someone who wakes up at a certain time. You don't have to wake up by 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. When I say early riser, all I mean is someone who wakes up earlier than they have to in order to get in some form of uninterrupted personal development in the morning. So if you have to wake up at 9 a.m. to get to work on time and you wake up at 8.30 and perform some sort of morning routine that pushes you to get better, you're an early riser. And if you have to wake up at 8 p.m. to get to your night shift on time and you wake up at 7 p.m. and for that hour you perform something that pushes you to be better, you're also an early riser. If you are a first-time listener on the show, I'd like to take a second just to welcome you. This podcast is all about helping you live a more effective life. It's not just about motivation and inspiration, but it's about giving you actionable tips that you can use to improve your life. Today on the podcast, I had the special pleasure of speaking with Liz Carlisle. Liz is a mom, a health coach, and host of the Motherhood Unstressed podcast. Since graduating from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, she's loved sharing her passion for health and wellness with her audience of men and women seeking to remove the blocks preventing them from living life to the fullest. At the core of Liz's message is the need for individuals to engage in non-negotiable self-care so that they are able to give fully to their families, their work, and their life's purpose. And this is a message that I can really, really get behind because Early Risers is all about making time in the morning for that self-care, and I'm a firm believer that consistent self-care is super, super important so you can show up not only for yourself, but for others as well. In addition to a thriving health coaching business and podcast, Liz actually created her own line of motherhood unstressed CBD supplements with added ashwagandha and green tea extract. If you aren't too sure what CBD is, we actually go more into this subject in the episode. We actually get pretty in-depth, so hopefully by the end you'll understand a little bit more about what it's about. But this product offering is another way to help people crush stress and anxiety naturally. So Liz actually hooked the listeners of the Early Risers podcast up And if you are interested in purchasing a bottle, you can actually go to the website and use the code RISERS, R-I-S-E-R-S, to get 10% off your order. And that is exclusive to my listeners. So if you want to find that information, if you want to see the website, or if you want to find any other links from today's show, you can do so at earlyrisersmovement.com slash ERM41. And make sure you connect with Liz on Instagram at motherhoodunstressed. And also hit me up letting me know your thoughts at Early Risers Movement. I appreciate you as always, and I hope you enjoy the show. So today's special guest is Liz Carlisle. How are you doing today, Liz? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. Do you mind starting us off with a little bit about yourself? Just sharing a little bit about who you are and um, a little bit about where you come from and your story and how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, my pleasure. So it's it's one of those stories where it's not that unique. You know, um, I moved to Georgia after I met my husband. And so I was really kind of a new kid in town. And, you know, we we decided after we got married that we wanted to start a family. So that took about a year. Um And when I was finally a mom, I thought I was supposed to be just insanely happy and fulfilled. And the reality was, is I wasn't, you know, I felt very overwhelmed. I felt like 
I didn't understand my new role and I felt very isolated because my family was, you know, in different states and my friends were back home in Minnesota. So I was just really trying to find my place and not doing a great job at it. So I struggled for a good, I don't know, six or seven months. And then one night when I was bathing my son, I just started to cry. And this wasn't the first time I'd cried, but I was really like, God, you know, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I happy? And and what's 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 going on? And so I decided then that up until that point, I had just been taking on everything for myself and not filling my own cup, not taking time for me and and just being kind to myself because I thought that I had to give everything to this child and the house and my work and, and everything else because I still worked full time. And I realized in that moment, you know, that quiet moment in the bathroom that I needed to make a change. And so that's what I started to lean into. I started to take more time for meditation and journaling and yoga and just getting out of the house and going for a run, you know, even if it was a really slow run, like I just started to save myself, you know, and what ended up happening was I was happy again. I was me again. I was connected to that person that I was before I got married, before I had kids, you know, the person that we all really are inside. I was connecting back to her. Um, and so when I had my second son, I knew immediately like what I had to do to get myself out of that, that new baby funk that happens to you. <laughs> um, and so I just, I put those things into practice and I was on my way and I was rocking motherhood and rocking my career and, and doing a really good job. And it was when I was at work one day and I just thought, you know, maybe I'll start a blog, you know? And so I, I did a couple articles and I put it out there and it was scary, but it felt really good. You know, it was really cathartic and people started responding like people I didn't even know to the articles about moms being selfish. And I kind of had that cavalier title because you know, I knew it would get attention. And at the core of it, like, that's how we feel. When moms take time for themselves, they feel selfish and they feel bad and they have this shame and this guilt. And I was like, you know what? That's crazy. And so I started to submit my blog posts to different um, online magazines like um, Elephant Journal, Red Tricycle, and they picked them up. And once they published them, they went viral, like thousands and thousands of views. And I knew, like, this is important work. Like I'm hitting a nerve. Moms are reaching out to me saying, thank you for publishing this. Thank you. I needed to hear this. Like, I know this is true, but I'm not doing it. Um, and so from there, I just got really into writing and putting this kind of workout um, on Instagram and my blog. And, and then I uh, got interested in going to IAN, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and became a health coach. And so I've been doing that and it's just kind of culminated into this new existence of putting out messages of positivity and especially for women and moms to take back their lives and to take back time in the day to be selfish and take care of themselves so that they can help everyone else. Mm. And that is super, super powerful. I mean, of course, I'm not a parent, but it just baffles my mind how parents are just so overwhelmed with kids and their work and maintaining other relationships. And I just think it's so important that they do maintain their own sanity and their own health. So I commend you for that. Definitely. Um, was there like a certain period between when you first made this realization and when you made that first step that kind of, it kind of took you a while to adjust or was it like, as soon as you mm -hmm. started making time for yourself, it was, you immediately fell more into yourself. 
That's a really great question. I think it definitely took time because I was still battling with feelings of guilt and shame. Every time I would step out the door to go for a run, I would get this pain in my stomach being like, I should be with my son right now, or I should be doing the laundry or doing, you know, ridiculous things that we think we like, we have to get done. Like, and it's just BS really like, no, like what's really important. And I would have to, I would have to force myself out. Like, just go, you'll be back in 20, 30 minutes. Like, it's not a big deal. Just go, just go. And it took like that, doing that again and again and again until the point came where I was just happy. You know, I was excited to put on my running shoes and get out the door because I knew I was going to come back so happy and so filled up and just energized, you know, ready to dive in, you know, and, and be with my baby and and do what, all the chores that I was worrying about doing, like with more gusto than I ever would have if mm-hmm. I had just stayed home. So, mm-hmm. But it, it, it was a process for sure. Definitely. So you found that as soon as you started really dedicating time for yourself, you were able to show up more in other people's lives as well, right? 100%. 100%. And just be more creative too. I mean, it's, it, it, I really do believe everything is all connected. And when you put love towards yourself, you are able to put love towards everyone else and everything else that really sparks your interest. Um, and that's really, I think, how I was able to start a blog and have the courage to do it because I was like, why not? You know, I had the courage to take care of myself. I love myself. I love myself enough to, you know, put myself out there. I mean, it's it's such a domino effect in so many ways. And I know you understand this because I feel like in a lot of ways you're doing that too with the show. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Now, I think when a lot of people hear that and they hear, you know, taking time for yourself and caring about yourself, some people don't really know where to begin, especially mm-hmm. if they're really, really deep in these lives of serving others and being busy all the time. Um, could you speak a little bit on, you know, what is self-care and how do people actually go about it if they have no idea where to start? Yeah, such a great question because I feel like for so many people, it depends, you know, and and that's a very attorney type answer, but it does. It depends on what makes you happy and what what would you be able to do that would make your life better, you know? And for some people, it's doing yoga. For some people, it's journaling. For some people, it's writing music. For some people, it's, you know, talking to a friend on the phone. And so finding those things that make you tick uh, is really the first step. Um, And you can get there just by sitting down and free writing. And I like to tell my clients, my coaching clients, you know, if I get this question all the time, it's just sit down and just start writing. And then usually by the third page, you kind of hone in on, on your question and you're able to come up with so many more answers that you didn't even realize were floating around in your subconscious, you know, like, Oh my God, like I just realized when I was a kid, I love to write plays or I just realized, you know, I love to be out in nature. I was always outside as a kid, you know, they were, they bring up all of these old memories. And so when you connect back to that, you're able to really get creative with what's going to fill your cup and what's going to qualify as self-care for you. Awesome. And then from there, you think it's just kind of diving in on those those passions? Yeah. I, I almost want to say like the first step's the hardest, just figuring out like what's really going to work for you. But then, you know, almost equally as hard is is getting into the habit, you know, making the habit of doing whatever is going to fill you up rewarding, you know, because sometimes it doesn't feel good going to the gym, but the reward is, you know, you look better, you feel better in your body. You know, that is what you really have to focus on. It's not, oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to feel good about myself. No, like you're going to feel strong and you're going to feel 
like you are doing this for you, for no one else, and that you are feeling good. And so focusing on that feeling really is going to be the carrier to establishing a habit to win. Like you get to the point you're not even thinking about it, you know, like, oh, it's 6am, I'm, I'm going to the gym or I'm journaling or I'm meditating, you know, whatever it is for you. Oh, definitely. And I always like to speak on that, how when you bring up the power of habits, it's really turning something that was once really hard to do and once something that took a lot of effort to do and making it something that's literally just a part of life, like an obligation that you feel like you have to do. And it, it doesn't really feel like it takes much effort. Oh, absolutely. And it can take years. Um, but when you really have that that feeling in mind of, wow, why am I really doing that? What's, what's my why? Then you're able to get there, I think, a lot faster and you're able to really maintain it to where, like you said, it's just part of your life. It's like brushing your teeth. You know, if you don't do it, you're like, eh, I feel off. Like, this is not right. You never have to like say, oh, here we go again, you know? Mm, exactly. That's a great example. So you mentioned you do health coaching as well um, and you have clients. So what does that look like? Yeah, so I, I work mostly with women, um, moms, you know, usually you attract kind of you know, what you have conquered or what you, you know, are really familiar with. And so that's what I attract is women who, you know, are super productive, they've got families, they've got careers, and they just feel like they don't have enough time for themselves. And they and they want to be better. They want to be the best moms, not only for, you know, their kids, but for themselves too. So I really kind of like what we talked about, I really get deep and say, okay, well, what would self-care look like for you? And a lot of times people have no clue. Well, you know, other people go to spin class or other people get a manicure. And at the end of the day, like that's great, but that's such surface stuff. Really the real work comes in when I get these women to connect with who they really are. You know, who is the person inside that's been there the entire time, you know, before they met their spouse, before they went to college, um, that person that's there at the beginning, at the end, you know, throughout it all, that spirit um, and connecting with them. And, and we do a lot of mirror work, which is literally just staring at the mirror and saying, like, I love you. Like, I, I respect you. I honor you. And so that really that helps so much with a lot of eating disorder issues, a lot of um, body image issues, just self-love. I mean, self-love sounds so woo-woo, but I'm telling you, if you can master that, if you can build a good relationship with yourself, you are unstoppable. There is literally nothing you can't do because you've got your own back. And when you do that, you have more confidence. You have more courage to, you know, take on things that you would never dream of doing, you know, like just different activities or, you know, putting yourself out there for a promotion that you would never think of, you know, before because you didn't think you were qualified enough. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, I help women with that kind of stuff all the time. And it just, it amazes me how that little action that, you know, that self-love work, which, you know, in action is more like self-care, um, can really change someone's life. And then like their whole family's lives as well, because mom's happy, you know, the wife is happy. Like everyone's, you know, riding high on her emotion. Mm, that's so true. Uh, I definitely like to touch on a common misconception and I, I guess kind of a myth. Um, I know what I used to believe and what I'm sure a lot of other guys out there believe is that self-care is just a girl thing. Mm -hmm. Self-care is, you know, putting on face masks, looking at yourself in the mirror, like doing girl things. Um, totally. But of course that's not, not true. And I'd, I'd love if you could touch on that. Absolutely. And, and I love that you asked that question because yeah, like there is just this, you hear it and you think, 
you know, woman at the spa, getting massage, doing that kind of stuff. But really what I want to hit home today is that self-care is, is literally caring for yourself and respecting and loving yourself. And for a guy, that might mean journaling. Like journaling actually is a very manly thing to do. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm writing in my diary. No, like you're journaling, you're writing down your thoughts, you're clearing away, you know, the detritus of, of so much that comes at us every single day. And I can't tell you how many people, like girlfriends that I talk to, and they're like, my husband had a panic attack the other day, or my husband was at work and he felt like he had to leave because he was having an anxiety attack. And I feel like this is so much more common. And maybe it's just that we're hearing more about it because of social media, but so many guys are struggling, you know, and they, they don't feel like they can talk to other guys about it because it's not masculine and it's not tough enough and it's, it's scary. Um, and Mm. so the way that you can counteract that is by doing things that again, fill up your cup and make you feel like you are valued and that, that, that little guy inside of you is, is being heard and being nurtured too, because guys need that just as much as women. They absolutely do. And as a mother of two boys, like I see it, you know, like intellectually, of course, you know, guys need nourishment. But then when I see like my two little guys and I'm just like, God, of course you do, you know, like you're not any different than a girl. I mean, yeah, you like to wrestle more than sit down next to me. But at the end of the day, like, you know, everybody just needs love and care. And when you're an adult, you, you need to be the one that gives that to yourself first before you can be a good partner or, you know, run a company or, you know, do all the manly things that you're going to do. You need to take care of yourself. And so, yeah, journaling working out, you know, maybe talking to somebody, talking to a coach. I know a ton of guys who have life coaches and health coaches and it's not like they broadcast it, but it helps them stay focused and get stuff done and prioritize. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if it can help, you know, who cares if other people think that it's weird, it's like, it can actually help you. Right. Like I'm hitting my goals. I'm doing things in my life that, you know, or you might never do, or, you know, might take you 10 more years because you're not focused and you don't have someone, mm. you know, keeping you accountable. Exactly. So when you started this journey, when you kind of made the realization that you wanted to make more time for self-care for yourself and, you know, you basically left your old life and stepped into this new one, were there any major struggles you faced besides that initial guilt um, just along the journey of, you know, issues or, you know, just anything you really struggled with? Oh my God, for sure. Like, I feel like I struggle with this every single day and that's not a bad thing. I think it's just the reality that taking time for yourself and, and yes, it's, it's more of a habit for me now, but at the same time, it still requires discipline. You know, if I want to have a really great day, you know, like we've talked about before, it's all about that morning routine and having, doing that and, and making sure that I have a great day means getting up super early. And sometimes I don't want to do that. You know, I would much rather stay in bed and get some more sleep, especially if I was up late working the night before. Um, So I struggle with that still. And I still sometimes struggle, like if I have to do a work trip or something like that, like I feel guilty leaving my family and leaving the kids and, you know, putting a lot of that on my partner. Um, So, I mean, it just, it never goes away. But I think at the end of the day, you have to remember that you have to take care of yourself and you have to do what you have to do to make sure that at the end of the day, everyone benefits and everyone, you know, yeah, you're taking time away or yeah, this is hard, but what's the alternative, you know, a life less good, 
a life less amazing. So I would rather do that and feel a little guilty than not and just be kind of, mm. eh, you know, have an average life. Mm, definitely. So since you started this journey, you've started a company, Motherhood Unstressed, and you have a podcast and you have a new supplement that you've actually released. Do you mind kind of just speaking on the brand of what your mission is and what you guys are doing? Yeah, absolutely. So the mission at the core is to help others connect with themselves. And that's primarily through self-care, you know, through journaling, meditation, yoga, whatever it is for you taking care of yourself so that you benefit, your entire family benefits, your work benefits. It has this ripple effect in your life, positive ripple effect. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of a trifecta now. Um, I've kind of honed it down. So it's the podcast where I interview amazing people like yourself um, about how to really up-level your life through nutrition, diet, you know, sexuality, business, entrepreneurship, you know, a myriad of things. But it all comes back to how can you get better at your life and really do it yourself. You know, you don't really need a lot of outside help. You just need to know how to fine tune it yourself. Um, and then I also have the health coaching practice, um, which is amazing and so much fun. And then I just this month uh, came out with some CBD supplements and you are going to be hearing so much more about CBD because they're finally doing research here in the States. Um, Cause after 2014, they were allowed to do that. And so now medical professionals are really diving in and they're just finding so many more amazing things about CBD from it's, you know, preventing Alzheimer's like plaque buildup to, you know, obviously helping you with stress and anxiety to, you know, gut problems, so many, so many things. So it's just really exciting. And I wanted to do something, I mean, my whole message is having a really beautiful life. And, and so when we're less stressed and we're less anxious, we're able to do that even better. So yeah, it's been really fun. It's been really amazing. And I just am so excited to keep it going and just really making an impact, um, not only in the lives of mothers, even though that's super close to my heart, but everyone who interacts with the show or, you know, finds me on Instagram or takes the supplements, like, that's what I want. You know, I want to make everyone's life better, you know, better than it mm. is today. Awesome. So, so powerful. So for people interested in checking out that supplement or even finding out more about what you're doing, um, where can they find you? Yeah. So Instagram is probably the best place. Um, it's just motherhood unstressed. And then my website, motherhoodunstressed.com. And you can find links to the supplements, the podcast, my blog, you name it. Perfect. Now the question of the week, if you had a billboard and you could put one message on it with no ads, so it had to be just something from the heart. What would it say? Release the stress mm. and align with your truth. Mm. I love it. And then we also have a segment on the show called My Current Obsession. Mm. And basically, this is something that you are currently obsessed with. And it could be anything. It could be a color, a person, a sound, a song, a place, just anything that you are weirdly, weirdly obsessed with at this very moment. Well, maybe not so weirdly, but I'm currently obsessed with reading every research paper I can find on CBD so that when I talk about CBD, I can actually sound like an expert because right now I feel like there's so much out there and I'm like, oh, I don't know. There's just, I need to really hone that down. <laughs> so besides CBD, I'm also, um, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts on um, discipline and a lot of that coming from like Navy SEALs experts. So 
CBD and uh, Navy SEALs. That's my current obsession. Definitely Jocko, right? Oh, I'm obsessed with him. I Every morning when he post, posts that picture of his watch at 4.30, I'm like, okay, he did it. I can do it. Awesome. So, so yeah. awesome. Could we actually go into CBD and talk a little bit about, you know, what it actually is? Because I know, yeah. at least I used to think that CBD was weed and a lot of people perceive weed to be bad. Um, oh, absolutely. But, you know, CBD is a completely different substance. And I just love for you to kind of elaborate to clear things up for people who may not know what that is. Absolutely. And thank you for asking that question. It's I'll, I'll give you a very basic um, description of it. It They both come from the cannabis plant. It's like, you know, you have two different kinds of apples, um, but one is the marijuana plant and one is the hemp plant. So you have these two different um, types, essentially. And, you know, industrial hemp is legal in all 50 states. Um, and it has to be considered industrial hemp. It has to have less than 0.03% of THC. So you can make clothing out of it. You can, you know, obviously food and, and stress relief and all these amazing things just from the hemp plant with zero THC. So it's not going to get you high. It's not going to, you know, if they test for THC on a drug test, it's not going to show up on a drug test. And the medicinal benefits of CBD um, are really astounding. Um, and so like kind of I touched on before, they're finding that it can block um, plaque buildup in the brain, you know, that leads to Alzheimer's. It can immediately benefit you by making you feel less stressed and less anxious. So if you have a big speech to give or, you know, you are going to a party and you're not drinking, like it can totally just mellow you out without making you feel super tired or making you feel, you know, just altered like a lot of anti-anxiety medications will do. And it's also completely safe and natural. It's not going to damage your liver or cause any ill effects. Like even if you took a whole bottle, you probably would fall asleep, but you wouldn't <laughs> die essentially. Um, and so to get a little sciencey, um, we have this molecule in our body called anandamide and it's comes from the Sanskrit word joy. And so when you have a lot of anandamide in your body, you're very joyous and you're very happy. We also have an enzyme in our body called FAAH, the FA enzyme. And what that does is it eats like a little Pac-Man, all of the anandamide. And so if you have an anandamide deficiency, which a lot of people do, and they don't even realize it, you are depressed, you are anxious, and you don't know why. And you're going through life thinking, well, there's something wrong with me. And there's really not. It's just this simple deficiency. And I want to circle back. We actually have... We actually make our own cannabinoids and it's called, you know, it's produced in the endocannabinoid system in our body, the ECS. And so it's in our brain, it's in our gut, it's everywhere. And people who work out actually produce more endocannabinoids. And that's why you feel so good because you have more receptors. Um, and so endocannabinoids, like cannabinoids from the plant are called phytocannabinoids. And so when you supplement that into your body, you have more cannabinoids. And so it's actually, it fits like a little like a key into a lock when you take CBD. And it, the result is you feel happier, you feel less stressed, you feel more in balance. And so that's really, if I could really sum up what CBD does, it's a balancer in your body. So it's really, it's like I said, like I'm studying <laughs> every single day because there's just so much more information coming out all the time. Um, but it's really, really exciting. And it's just, it's going to, I think, really turn into a major force for helping people feel better in a natural way, you know, kids getting seizures and, and just 
like I said before, so many people are dealing with stress and anxiety now. This is such a great natural tool to fight that. Mm, that's so, so awesome. How did you get into this? Like, how did you discover CBD? Um, so I, I'm always into, you know, the latest health and wellness stuff. And I just had started seeing a lot of articles being published on it. I'm kind of like, oh, what is this? Is this pot? You know, I was the same way as you. Um, and then actually I had a brand reach out to me on Instagram having me um, wanting to sponsor the podcast and wanting to send me some. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I tried it and I couldn't believe how good I felt. And it wasn't like, "Ah, you know, I'm high. ah, I feel so good. Like I just had like three cups of coffee. It wasn't like that at all. It was just like, wow, like I really feel chill. Like I feel like completely clear and focused, but at the same time, like not the usual I wouldn't call it a pit in my stomach, but that usual edge that I have um, before, like I'm, I'm going to do something that stresses me out, you know. Or mornings with two kids are like super crazy and insane, and I took the CBD and I was like, I feel different, like I feel focused and just balanced. Like it was really weird. And then like the more I took it, because it it works better when you take it for a long time and it builds up in your system. I was like, this is <laughs> this is a new existence. Like whoa, you know. Um, so it was cool. And so I was like, okay, I've got to A, learn more about this. And this would be perfect, you know, to incorporate in my brand, you know, motherhood on stress. Like it doesn't get any better than that, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you actually added a pretty special ingredient to the CBD that makes it yes. different from most things out there, right? Yes, I did. I added ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen that I've used for years, like in my smoothies. And that is an, an amazing thing in itself. Like you could just take adaptogens um, like ashwagandha and feel better. Um, and this particular one works on the HPA axis, which is your hypothalamic pituitary and adrenals. And it helps that system communicate better so that you're not so like quick to respond to stress. Like someone drops a plate and you're not going to be like, ah, you know, you're going to be like, oh, you know, so it's a very grounding um, adaptogen. And then I also have green tea extract in there, which is a really amazing antioxidant, as we all know. And it also is really good for um, oxidative stress, fighting that, which CBD also is too. I forgot to mention that. If you're out drinking, like going out for a night of drinking, take some CBD and that will block the um, oxidative damage that drinking does to your brain. It's amazing. Hmm. I love it. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I Crazy. know. I'm going to have to get some. I know. <laughs> All you partiers out there, remember this. If you remember nothing else from this talk. (laughs) So before we wrap up, do you have a final message for the listeners? Yeah. Um, I think it's just that life is hard and, you know, it's, it doesn't get easier the older that you get. Uh, And especially once you throw kids and marriage and everything else into it. So I think the best way to, for you to survive and thrive is to make self-care and self-love a priority in your life. Do something every single day to show yourself, to show that little inner child inside of you that you care about them and love them um, like you would any other child in your life because you matter and life is going to throw a lot of things at you, but you are going to be able to do anything you want to do as long as you love yourself and take care of yourself. Mm, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Yeah, this is so much fun. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Before we wrap it up, I do have a few things that I want to go over. Number one, if this episode provided you with any value that you can use to improve your life, 
All I ask is that you head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. It will take a minute or two, and it will help the show get ranked higher, which means more listeners, which means more people to get my message out to. So if you go over to iTunes and do that, it would mean the world to me. Next, if you are an entrepreneur or just anyone who values their time and you want to drastically improve your productivity, reduce your stress, and even increase your happiness, there should be a link in the show notes to apply for a free one-on-one call with myself. I would love to talk about how creating morning, daytime, and nighttime routines can all lead to an increase in your success. Thirdly, if you find that you're starting your day by pressing the snooze button, make sure you check the show notes for the link to grab your free copy of the Snooze Stopper. Now, all you have to do is pay shipping and handling for this workbook, but in this workbook, I share exactly why pressing the snooze button is leaving you more tired, why it's hurting your mindset, and even affecting your confidence. So if you press snooze right now, if you are late all the time because you press snooze, or maybe you just want to improve your life in some way, make sure you check the link out for that as well. And finally, if you are interested in supporting the show in another way, I do have a patron page. Patron is a system that allows listeners to support creators by pledging a certain amount of money per month. It can be as low as a dollar, and everything helps me make this a better show. When you pledge, there are certain reward levels, each that come with certain perks for you. So if you're interested in supporting the Early Risers podcast, you can check the show notes for that link as well. With all that being said, guys and girls, I appreciate you. Keep killing it as always, and I'll talk to you next time.